Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Welcome back. Here we are, back again in the cover-to-cover studios, I like to say. Uh, what I didn't realize is, I mean, I kind of realized it, but I didn't realize that we were going to release them. Uh, we are on YouTube now, so I try to dress up a little more, um, and I'll try and look at this camera more. But they're releasing these on YouTube a couple of days later. So if you want to watch this entire thing, you can on YouTube. I don't I don't know under what. I have no idea. But they just put cover-to-cover cover on this thing behind me, which is just a curtain in front of a wall. I wish if they were going to put these on YouTube, they would do something nicer behind me, but it's a curtain behind a wall where I'll say cover to cover if you choose to watch this on YouTube. So uh, that's where we're at. Um, Welcome back. I hope you all had a good weekend and week and, and whatever. I was in New York a long time. I got there on Monday, last Monday. I did the Howard Stern wrap-up show with Gary Delabate and John Hine, and it was fantastic. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. Dream come true for me. They were great. I had a blast doing that. Then I went and did a Gotham uh, in New York, which was, it's a great place. Comedy Juice and Gotham and Chris Milhouse. And thank you guys for always putting me up. You're the best for doing that. And then, of course, I went to um, Caroline's uh, the, for the weekend with Heather McDonald, we did the live Juicy Scoop and uh, and a weekend of stand-up shows, which was great. And Heather and I went to see uh, Colin Quinn's one-man show uh, down in the village at the Minetta Lane Theater called Red State, Blue State. I don't know if you people like Colin Quinn. He is, to me, the best there is. Uh, I think Colin Quinn is just head and shoulders above. Like, uh, he just is just great. And and now he's doing more like one-man show type shows instead of stand-up. And this one is called Red State, Blue State. It is exactly what you think it would be. He's basically kind of taking both sides of this, you know, Trump world we live in. And it's great. It, he is just the best. And if you're in the neighborhood, it's going to, like, March something. Uh, go check it out. I got tickets online for, like, 35 bucks and we were sitting you know right front row it's great go get get a dinner down there in Minetta Lane's pretty cool area and uh it's where my my love of Broadway began at the Minetta Lane Theater many many years ago as, as a child I went to see uh, three guys naked from the waist down uh at the Minetta Lane Theater I was probably 16 years old and uh <laughs> now, now let me explain this 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 production um I was I used to go by myself to Broadway shows 
because nobody would come with me. I was like this loser who would, and I discovered a thing called TICS, T-K-T-S, which is now huge. But back then it was called Theater Development Fund and you would be able to get like half price tickets to Broadway shows. And, and my mother kind of got me involved in it and I would like mail mail to go get tickets and then they would mail me back a ticket. And uh, Three Guys Naked from the Waist Down was basically a musical about three guys trying to get on the Johnny Carson show, the Tonight Show. There were three comedians trying to get on the Johnny Carson show. It was a musical about that. And um, it's fantastic. It I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, I was probably 15, 16. Uh, Scott Bakula, who's now still a pretty big star, he was in it. And these two other guys, I don't really re you know what became of them. But uh, amazing. And uh, so I was back at the Minute Lane Theater where, where I went to see that years later to see Colin Quinn. Fan. Fantastic. Love New York. Had a great time with Heather. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, and thank you to all who came out to the Carolines. Uh, you were very drunk. A lot of very, very drunk people, which is fine. I can handle it. And uh, I think Heather can too. But, you know, once again, people just say the most awful shit to you. They think they could just come up to you. And I, I guess they're drunk and they think they're being funny. And I could just tell you you're ugly or, or um, whatever right to your face. And it just, it shocks me every time that people just like will come right up to you and go, I don't think you're good looking. And I'm like... Okay, it's not something you would ever say to a person at in a subway or on the street, but yet after a show, people feel I, I think they're just drunk, and they feel they could just say whatever they want right to your face. So there was a few of those, that, but I go through it every weekend. I feel like it's more during the Heather McDonald shows because I get I know I'm kind of like a side act on that. I'm not the main event, and uh, so I guess feel people like feel they could say whatever they want uh, right to my face. Thankfully, my skin is thick. As uh, as I've told last week uh, with my story of um, Are You Lonesome Tonight, my skin has been thickened over the years by by things, so I'm uh, I'm all good. You can say whatever you want right to my face, and it won't really affect me. All right. Now let's get to, now that we got all that out of the way, let's get to, I guess the big story, I watched the Grammys. Uh, I know it's now probably it's Thursday, so we're, you know, a little past it, but I watched it on Sunday. Uh it was good. I, I, I just I landed like Sunday morning, so I, I was kind of excited to just sit and watch. And here we get it at 5 p.m. It starts here on the West Coast, so that was cool. And Alicia Keys was was kind of a good host. I mean, here's the thing. that Because of all of us are very offended and scared about anybody saying anything anymore. And I, I hate saying that because are we really? It's just, you know, something should, have be, should be, I don't know, I say this all the time on the podcast, some things maybe should go away. But- because of that, you're going to get a more safe opening monologue, a more safe host. And maybe it's not a bad thing. Because in the case of the Grammys, do you need the jokes? Do you need, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, who's great, but do you need it? Like, let Alicia Keys, who's a musician, host it and just kind of keep it about the music, which I thought was kind of good. It was all about music. It was all about Alicia Keys being, you know, very talented. She played the piano, two pianos at the same time. She did a bunch of songs. She had a little trouble reading cue cards, but I understand that. Sometimes they're far away and they move quickly and, you know, it's it's tough. She was probably nervous, and but she, I thought she did a great job. I, I Honestly, I'd love to sit here and shit on the Grammys, but I have to be honest. I thought they were pretty good. They were a little long. Uh I, I'll, I'll two takeaways for me were this. I think her name is her, her. Is it her H dash H period E period R period. I think she's 
I don't know. She must be a, a big hit. Must be a pop singer. I'm not familiar <laughs> with is. her. Yeah. Anyway, she performed. And I thought that girl was fantastic. I thought her performance was great. Her or she? I think it's her. And then I thought Brandy Carlisle, who I've kind of like heard about my whole like life, Brandy Carlisle. But I didn't really know. I think I was thinking of somebody else. But this girl was amazing. Brandy Carlisle got up and just crushed it. And then, of course, there was, you know, Dolly Parton came up with Katy Perry and Casey Musgraves, who I have no idea who that is, but I guess she won Best Album of the Year. Uh, and it's country stuff. And uh, hey, country stuff is fine. I get when I'm in like Nashville and stuff, I get all caught up in country music. I don't listen to it on my in my day to day life. Not that I have any hate for it, but it's Casey Musgraves won Best Album and Best Whatever. Um, I don't know. She did a couple of performances throughout the night, Dolly Parton and, and whatever. And then Diana Ross comes up. And she does a whole thing. Diana Ross, it's her birthday, I guess, 75th birthday. And she's, and you know, I, I always get a little nervous when they have a big giant gown on and she's 75. She kept saying she's 75. And she, she attempts to walk down downstairs and then back upstairs to this other stage. And I'm like, oh my God, this, this poor old broad's going to fall on her face. She didn't, thankfully. But then she gets up on the stage and she says, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Twice. Happy birthday to me. Which is, you know, she's celebrating her own birthday at 75. You should be able to do that. You're Diana Ross. You've, 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 you've achieved a lot in life. Go ahead and celebrate. But then I looked it up and her birthday is not like March 25th or something. So that's how, those are the kind of balls Diana Ross has. She not only goes on the Grammys, wishes herself a happy birthday twice. Her birthday is not for another two months. So <laughs> it was amazing, but I thought it was pretty good. She was great. And, and it was, I, all in all, I thought the Grammys were, were kind of okay. I was into it. I don't, you know, once they start getting into like the boyfriend of, of the Jenner, I, I don't know. I don't know his name. What's the boy, what's the Jenner's boyfriend's name or which Jenner? The Kylie, she, he's like a rapper guy and he got up and sang a song. I, I have to tell you, maybe I'm just an old man. I, I totally check out when they go into that. When they start going into, and then of course there was a couple of times where they bring real people on stage. Uh, Alicia Keys brought a couple of real people up on stage, and um, and it never award shows stop bringing real people up on stage. We don't need that anymore. Uh, real, we don't watch these um, award shows to see real people. We see real people every day. Every day we get on the subway, we get in an Uber, we go to Target, we see real people. We we know what they look like. They're not interesting. They're not good looking. They're and I'm, I'm myself included. I'm I'm one of them. We're all we're we watch it to see you gorgeous people in your gowns be fun. We don't need the real people up on stage. We don't need them to come deliver pizzas to you or uh, bring out um, you know food to the to the crowd. Uh, we got it. Th no more of that, please. Secondly, we all don't care about the guy who runs the Grammys or the Oscars because now we're in award season. Here we are. We're, we're, we're in it. So we're going to, there's a bunch coming. Not only now, now every weekend we're going to have another one for the Oscars and then blah, blah, blah. Just cut out, please. The 20 minutes of somebody coming out and talking about the guy who runs the Grammys. And then the Grammy guy comes out himself and he talks about himself. Just please cut it out. We don't, nobody, in the world is interested in the guy who runs the Grammy museum or whatever. He, this guy went on after, after it was kind of a pretty good show. This guy comes on and goes on for, you know, 10 minutes about the Grammy awards. Uh, 
Secondly, Alex is texting. It's very distracting to me. What the fuck are you I was, texting? I was sending a text just to Paul, one of our other oh, engineers okay. here. Oh, Sorry okay. about that. He's texting. And I hear it in my phone. I Yeah, I just t- silenced it. I apologize. Oh, good it's people. okay. It's okay. Uh, anyway, so so uh, that, that was... And then, of course, Lady Gaga won for her song. And everybody... I, I, I said this before on the podcast. You have to get it together when you're going to up to accept your award. Lady Gaga, of course, went, she had been nominated at this point. She's won 15 awards leading up to this, not only in acting and for the song, for uh, everything. So she it was a pretty good chance she was going to win again. And she has a, another breakdown. She just starts bawling the moment her name is called. She gets up and starts to, you know, do her acceptance speech and she's trembling and shaking. Now, here's the thing. You're in the top five or 10 people nominated and you have been for three months. They, they make these nominations a, a while ago. There's a pretty good chance you're going to win this. Oh, so you have to get it together. There was another girl who got up who has been in the, in the business a long, long time and was just trembling and freaking out. And, and I, I don't understand it. I really don't. I just get it together. People please. I know Lady Gaga is always, you know, on, like I always say, she's always on the edge of, of a breakdown. And, and I feel like she was, you know, just another time where she was about to break down. So that was, that was the gram. And then uh, there was more clapping. I love award shows because they just let us know that no, nobody knows how to clap their hands, especially celebrities. Every time we get a, we get a, a meme of somebody who can't clap their hands. And out of this Grammy Awards, it came, Lady Gaga, was, was, she holds one hand perfectly still and claps that one still hand with the other hand instead of moving <laughs> both hands toward each other, which is so bizarre. And of course, we, you know, there was the famous one of Nicole Kidman a few years ago who just kind of, I guess she said she had large rings on. So she just like s- separated her fingers out really wide and just um, like kind of- Like a child. Yeah, like a child. <laughs> and just kind of weirdly hit her palms together. And then the greatest one of all time, you should look it up, is, is Brendan Fraser- is reacting to somebody making an acceptance speech. And he just, I don't even know. It's like the first day he, he was given hands and didn't know what to do with them. And he just starts moving his hands in ways I've never seen two hands really move before. But, uh, you, there's gonna, there's also, so if you're sitting in the, in the, in the audience of, of an award show and you're probably, you're a big star, there's an outside chance they're they're going to uh, pan in on you. So you have to get your clapping, down, please, uh, please get it down. And also, if there's going to be a standing ovation for, and we all know who we're going to stand for, if they're above seventy-five years old and they're and they're going to come out, you got to stand up. It's just the way the world works. And even if you don't like who they are or what they mean to you, they they've made it in show business. You know, for however long they've made it, it's time to stand up. Sometimes you see the slow step, like if Diana Ross comes out, whether you like, I want muscles all over, all over. That's a Diana Ross song I remember. That, like that's when she got like dirty, d- disco-y era. She, uh, I want muscles all over your body. I know she's got other big songs, but that's one that sticks in my head. It's the first one that came to mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it, if, if Diana Ross walks out, you got to stand up. Just forget the, the slow stand. A few people start getting up. You got to get up. There was there was one woman. 
as Diana Ross is doing her thing, defiantly just sitting down. I don't know if she was like, had maybe she had an issue with, you know, I, I, don't, I don't stand up. Like I'm saying, like maybe she had a physical issue. But it's just funny to see like a few people still sitting down when these people. Listen, if Betty White comes out during the Oscars or whoever, Kirk Douglas, if Kirk, if they wheel that fucking Kirk Douglas out during the Oscars, he's 101 years old. And it's scary. You know, the poor guy had to get in the car. They, somebody had to wheel him out to the car, had to drive from Bel Air, wherever he lives, had to go be down. tired for a month. Exactly. If this fucking, and they drag him into the the, the arena where it is, and then he ha, they drag him out onto the stage. You get the fuck up. Listen, get up for the old people or whoever. If somebody makes a speech, the other thing. This, uh, these are my tips for if you ever get nominated for anything, Alex. If okay. they ever give out best abortion joke, Alex is a fucking shoe in and he will get up there and he's going to make <laughs> a, an amazing speech. If they, if I'm one just going to tell the joke and never the, be if invited. If one of the categories is every best abortion joke it, and he doesn't win, this is the world is not right. It's rigged. And it's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> so anyway, Jeez. the other one is now if you get nominated, like a couple of months in advance, you get the nomination. We all know who the Oscar nominations are because they came out. So there's a few weeks before the Oscars. Call all of your people, all your agents, your managers, everybody who was involved in the film, um, all your friends from, from wherever you came from. Call them all in the next month and say, hey, man, listen, there's an outside chance I might win. I want to thank you for all you've done for me. I appreciate it. I wouldn't be here without you. Do it now so you don't get up on stage and just read 75 fucking names. Like, the, like we don't want to hear that. We want to hear you make some kind of a heartfelt speech about, hey, it's tough to make it in this business. I'm happy I'm here. What a night. Thank you all for watching my terrible movie. And in six months, you probably won't even know who the fuck I am. So let's celebrate tonight. Thank you very much. Good night. Let's do something like that. That's what we, and then if somebody does that, you stand up once again. I, there's been a lot of standing lately. Uh, used to be the day where standing ovations was something you really had to earn. I feel these days, now you'd have to stand for just everybody. give them to them. If you're a comedian, uh, what you have to do is you just have to turn your phone uh, to the audience and say, yeah, look, packed house, standing ovation. Well, no shit, they're standing, because you told them to when you <laughs> fucking turned the phone around. Uh, anyway one of those things do you do that or do you see a lot of people i don't bring my phone on the stage like i perform for the audience i am there i I want i don't know why would i bring my phone on stage with me chris is an actual professional guy of course i am i've been doing this shit a long time like i i'm performing in the room i'm in and those people who come to see me all 15 of you i'm you are going to get the best damn show of your life without my phone anywhere near me do you record your sets on your phone no I know how good I am. I don't need to record it. I fucking handle my shit. Yes. Thank you, Alex. Anyway, on to the next story. Sorry about the Grammys. Anyway, that's about not only the Grammys, that's award shows, all of them. And the other thing I just read as I was driving here was now the Oscars have decided. So we're going no host at the Oscars, which, okay, that'll be fine. Because what they, if they're smart enough, they're going to have a host talk about being no host, which is they'll have Billy Crystal do it or Will Farrell. Somebody funny will come out and go, wait a minute. No. And they'll have, if they're smart, this is what they'll do. They'll have five guys come out and go, I could probably do it. Or they'll have like people auditioning to be a host. And that might be fun to watch. You know, I think that's going to be a good idea. I think the no hosting might actually kind of work out for the Oscars in a, in a year where the movies 
are kind of okay. I don't think there's any giant runaway successful movie, except for maybe Black Panther that we all saw this year. Uh, uh, the outside of Black Panther, I don't know if you've seen any of them. Probably, like uh, I, I did, but I, I don't know if like most people have. So you're gonna have to find ways to entertain the crowd. Outside, but he aren't the Oscars and all award shows. We they have their built-in audience. It's gonna be me, old guy who just likes to watch this shit, you know, because it's fun to make fun of. It's going to be you know gay dudes and 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 the people who always watch and my mother, you know, just like to see people in gowns. And then that's it. They're not getting a new audience. They're not no twenty-one-year-old goes, oh my god, I can't wait to see Vigo Mortensen's you know, tuxedo. It's just that nobody <laughs> gives a fuck anymore. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Like, Alex, you're 20. Do you watch the Oscars? I do not know. Yeah. Do you care? No, I think nowadays, if you want to see that person's tux, you just follow them on Instagram. They, see, they, I, thank you, Alex. <laughs> see exactly what I'm saying. So just go with what works. You're not getting a new audience. If even so, so what they've decided to do the Oscars is they're going to cut several of the categories that are a little more of the boring categories this year. They've decided during commercial breaks, they're going to give out, which I think some of them I understand, but best cinematography, editing and makeup and one other one, they are now just doing, which I think is, if you're a film fan, cinematography is a pretty big category. Yeah, it's like probably yeah, the most, like, exactly. Like <clears throat> it, for those of you who don't know, like cinematography is the entire movie. Like think Sin City. Right. Yeah. Or many of the, many of the saving private Ryan, like you watch that movie, like, Oh my God, this movie looks amazing. That's all cinematography. And for them to be, you know, uh, relegated to a commercial break kind of sucks just because they want to keep some millennials attention uh, who probably isn't paying much attention anyway. They're they're looking on Instagram while the Oscars are on in the background. So just let the poor cinematographer who's worked his entire career to get to this point, l- let him have his moment. You don't have to shorten it up for fucking, uh, you know, Brittany who in, in Ohio, who doesn't give a fuck anyway, who's just texting her tits to her boyfriend. Just stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on to the next. Anyway. On to the next thing. Jeff Bezos. Speaking uh, of three guys with their pants, what was the? Jeff, three guys naked from the waist <laughs> three down. Three guys naked from yes, the is, uh, Jeff Bezos. This was the story that was all over in New York because uh, the New York Post, uh, when you're in New York City, every you know, every uh, newsstand you walk past, the New York Post is lying there. And they're just amazing at their headlines. You know, they're just good at it. Whoever does it over there, it's just a genius and they're fun and it's great. They're, they're famous for these headlines. Anyway, so the Jeff Bezos story is kind of fascinating. I guess there's a dick pic of Jeff Bezos out there or several and sexting to from him to this Lauren Sanchez, his current girlfriend. And... I'll, I'll try and explain the story best I can with, uh, it's it, okay. There's a guy named Pecker, which already amazing. <laughs> this guy Pecker owns a, 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 a huge media company that not only runs the national Enquirer, runs a lot of magazines. I think in touch and us, a lot of those are all Quality under this, under this but they're all under this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's American something incorporated. Anyway, the guy's name is Pecker, which 
the New York Post has is having a field day with. You know, Pecker's getting uh, things are getting harder for Pecker. Uh, <laughs> I mean, every this is every headline now. So they're just having a. I mean, it, they could have been served up a better name and with a better story. The two worlds have collided. They must be going f- fucking freaking out over the New York Post. Uh, They've that been the thinking fact, about that. These. The fact that there's a dick pic and a guy named Pecker involved in this story has just been a field day for the people over at the Post. And it is. It's fun. Let's face it. I mean, who would have thought we'd get... So here's the thing. Bezos, you know, has the girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. There's dick pics going back and forth, as two people do when they're, you know, courting each other. That's just the world we live in these days. You just start to sext and you start to send dick pics. And that's just the way the world works these days. Anyway, so here's what I gather from this story. The Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos and Amazon is uh, is is doing a story on the National Enquirer on how they may have done some shady practices to try and get Donald Trump elected because this guy, Pecker, and his company is a huge Trump supporter, and he may have done some stuff to try and get Trump elected, like shitting on Hillary in the National Enquirer. So the Washington Post is doing an expose on that. The guy, Pecker, calls Bezos and says, hey, listen, you better stop doing this story about the Enquirer or I'll fucking release a picture of your dick that I have. So Bezos says, uh, goes on to say, and now Bezos like comes out in public. I'm being, uh, what's the word when you, when, uh, when blackmailed, blackmailed. Yeah. yeah I'm being, or, or yeah, blackmailed, uh, for, for by, by this guy, this Bezos comes out and says it. Uh, I don't, so the dick pic, I guess that he, and he also admits yeah, Yeah. I, there's a dick pics of, of me to Lauren Sanchez and, and all that. Now I'm hearing like other stories that Bezos is saying that did Donald Trump somehow get involved in this? Like, how do you, uh, this is actually a question I have. How do you get these dick pics and sex and messages off people's phones? I feel like there's a lot of it going around. And unless you actually have the person's phone in your hand, like I remember the, remember the days of Tommy Lee's and, and, and Pamela Anderson's sex tape. It was like, oh, some construction workers stole the videotape from our house. That's how they used to happen. Somebody went into our house and stole our videotape or how, however you used to do it back then. That used to be the way. Now I feel like they're just getting these however they're getting them. But I, the only way I could think is they have your phone. But in the case of Bezos is saying now maybe Donald Trump used like the FBI tactics to somehow, you know, cause they could, obviously they could do it. If they wanted to get shit off your phone, they could somehow get, get stuff off Bezos phone. Well, who knows if any of this is true. So that is the story. But then I go on this morning to read that Lauren Sanchez, I guess sent these te- sexts and dick pics to her friends and that's how they were out there. So the other thing is, which I always find in these stories no matter how rich. Now, this is Jeff Bezos, the uh, the richest man in the world. By it's it's amazing. Like the amount of money you is just staggering. It's like hundreds of billions of dollars, which is fucking ridiculous. But he's Amazon, and I mean Amazon is just there's no a better thing in the world than Amazon. I truly believe that it's actually the downfall of this world. Uh, I I, do, I really do. I truly believe that it. We it, this is um. We are now the dinosaurs, and whatever happened to the dinosaurs? There, there was one time where the dinosaurs roamed the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all saw Jurassic Park, and so I guess there was a time where dinosaurs just walked up and down the street. Something happened, 
and the dinosaurs just fucking went away. Whether you choose to be a meteor or whatever the fuck it was, the dinosaurs were gone. But for millions of years, they fucking roamed the earth. Same as us, same as human beings. Something is going to happen where one day they're going to find bones of us and go, hey, look at these. These people one day ruled the world. And it's Amazon.com. That is what's happening. Because what has happened was we're not going to leave. Nobody has to leave the house anymore. And within seconds, we can all order whatever the fuck we want. And I'm not, and whatever we want will be at your house. And it's staggering how quickly it gets there. Have you seen the buttons they have? Everything. Yeah, yeah like a button to order like Tide or something. Yeah, you yeah. just press it in your house and even that, terrifying. Even those are old. That's That That was something they did a few years ago. Like even I think that's gone. Are we not doing that anymore? It's even faster than that. It's crazy. So it, here's the thing. Nobody, this is going to take me back to... My, my week in New York, which, which I, I was talking to a bunch of people after shows and stuff. And I, it's all, it's all happening. All of what I said was going to happen is happening. So now nobody leaves the house. Nobody has to go to the mall. Nobody has to go to the grocery store. Nobody has to go to anywhere. Forget it. So they're all just going to close up, but they, you need them. You need the mall. You need the mall just for the, just to look at other people and go, oh, look at that weird guy. Oh, look at that. Or people watch or, or whatever. You need to talk to the girl behind the cashier. You just need to, you just need it. You have to. Trust me. You can't just stay in the house and order Tide. You have to go get Tide. I, I know it's, it's difficult to get, put the kids in the car and go to the supermarket and get Tide. But when you're at the supermarket, you're going to see another person. And that person's going to see you and somehow pheromones or whatever are going to be triggered. And everyone's going to go, oh, look, there are other people in the world like me who come out and buy time. And it just makes the place better. When we're all staying inside, we start to go fucking insane. And that's what's happening. That's why everybody is ever hating everybody because we're all on Twitter going, this guy said that. This guy put on blackface. I can't believe. And get the fuck out of your house. Go Please leave your house, go to dinner at fucking the place with the blooming onion. What is the Australian steak place? Outback. Outback. Thank you, Alex. Go to get a blooming onion. Yes, go to Outback and enjoy your life for at least once a week. I'm not saying you have to leave because if you stay inside, this is going to be the end. If you stay inside and scroll, bumble, and whatever. So anyway, back to Jeff Bezos. Congratulations on being the richest man in the world. You eventually are going to ruin the world. But uh, I, listen, I order from Amazon too, but I still try and get out of the house from time to time. Okay. That's the Bezos story. Uh, and and the other thing is everybody has shitty friends. Even if you're Jeff Bezos's level, you have shitty friends. I just read the, uh, just before we went on air that uh, they're saying that the leak was, um, Be- it was Lauren Chances' brother. So everybody has a shitty, any, anytime any of these things go down, it turns out to be a shitty relative. Isn't it funny how no matter how successful you get in life, we all have one shitty relative who will sell you out in a yep. fucking second. Every one of these stories has come down, down to a shitty relative. So the last thing I read before we went to air was it's uh, it's Lauren Sanchez's brother who's released these dick pics and and sexting. I wonder how he got them. You think she should, like, check this out? I know. That's <laughs> she the other sends thing. them to all her friends. How'd he get yeah, it? Yeah, who knows? But I guess when, when Fox News or whoever calls these people and says, hey, man, 
Uh, I remember years ago, I got into something that was TMZ, like Fox Newsy worthy. I don't even want to bring it up now because it seems so long ago and the, the players involved, you wouldn't even know who they were anymore. It was like, it was back in the days of like Laguna Beach. Remember those MTV yeah, shows? And yeah. that? So I was involved in something with people from that show. And I remember, it was crazy how quickly Every single one of those TMZs and 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 Fox News and CNN had, were calling my phone. It was crazy. The next morning, I, know, I mean, how do like, people how do you get, get my, my phone number? number? Yeah, every. I mean, I had twenty five phone calls about how, did this really happen with you and blah blah. It was crazy. Anyway, um, so that's what happens. And then if, I guess if you're like a shitty person, you'll be like, I'll see if, I'll see what I could do about getting these pictures of my sister's tits uh, and send them to you. <laughs> like that's what this guy did, I guess. Who knows? But anyway, it's a crazy story. It is interesting. It's, it's funny. Call, like you want to make 20 bucks? About time I made some money off this Bezos <laughs> relationship. Right, right. I know this poor guy's like, fuck, he's not going to get just, anything out of it. Just call Jeff and be like, hey man, they're offering me 50. Can you make it 60? It, and he will. That's that exactly right. Right. So that's, so that's where we're at on the Bezos story. It is fascinating. It's fascinating just on the sheer level that it's a dick pic story and is a, and one of the people involved in its name is Pecker. For that reason alone, we needed to talk about it. Were you um, a fan of the Anthony Weiner story too? How could I yeah. not be? It was unbelievable. Uh, it is another time where the New York Post was, was just, just like, like, oh my like, God, oh. how lucky can we get? The guy's <laughs> name is Weiner and he showed his Weiner and he continued to show his Weiner like right up God, until- He's going to do it next week probably. I believe he's <laughs> in jail now, but- uh, So he's just, definitely showing us Weiner now. Oh yeah, yeah, jail. yeah. All right. Let's see. Alex I'm, is getting excited again and I know you people tell me not to stop him, but that now you get those no. jokes. You get you get no. prison dick jokes that's what you get <laughs> which let, sounds way worse if, when yeah. you if you you're like him, the tablet if you let the leash too far he all of a sudden you get a prison dick joke he thinks this is uh one of the open mics that he does at uh, at uh, a mexican restaurant on hollywood boulevard you know where you could do your your dick jokes Dude. and everyone goes oh my god isn't that a funny prison dick joke what am <laughs> anyway back to the stories uh so can i just say this math the mass singer uh about the mass singer this is a show called The Masked Singer. Alex. Oh, The Masked, yeah, yeah, The Masked yeah. Singer. How do they sing through those masks? I don't know if they are. I think they might have, like, I don't even know if it's the people. Here's the thing about The Masked Singer. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. But I understand it's just stupidness. And and sure, it's. I don't think they're even taking themselves too seriously. But I'm watching it the other day because I have to finally watch it because I'm hearing so much about it. I'm like, let me see what this is all about. And it's it's the the guy from The Hangover, Ken Jeong, is a judge, and and Jenny McCarthy's a judge, and I forget who else, and uh, and then they have like a celebrity judge, like in this case it was Joel McHale, and then there's people in these like wacky extravagant outfits, uh, and they have to guess who they are, you know, so they're all guessing, and at one point I think it's Jenny McCarthy, she goes, "Is it Hugh Jackman?" Okay, I was like, "All right, cut." Stop, stop. Jenny, Jenny, let me tell you who it's not. It's not Hugh Jackman. Because Hugh Jackman is a fucking major movie star with a giant career. Hugh Jackman is a Broadway superstar. He doesn't he, need the money. No, yeah. Hugh Jackman is not taking the next month off and, and sneaking into a little theater in Los Angeles in a fucking rabbit suit so he could sing for Jenny McCarthy and Ken Jeong. It's not. You know who it is? It's fucking Tori Spelling or Margaret Cho or Terry Bradshaw. These are people who actually turned out to be. So who, I don't know if they're still going on, even if they've, if they've finally shown the last person. But when you're throwing out your guesses, Ken Jeong and Jenny McCarthy, let me tell you who it's not. 
It's not Hugh Jackman. It's not Tom Cruise. It's not fucking Tom Hanks. It's probably it's, The Rock. It's not Julia Roberts yeah. or The Rock. Yes. It's going to be Corey Feldman or J.C. Chazé or fucking, you know, some... some <laughs> He's a good singer, though. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, one of them might be J.C. Yeah. It's one of those fucking people who needed a hundred grand and was willing to sneak into the back of the theater with their faces covered so they were not exposed who the mass singer is. So there's my tip for the judges of the mass singer. So do they keep reoccurring until they guess them or why do they sneak in for a month? Is that yes? The, I, oh. From what I heard is if you were hired to be one of the mass singers, uh, if you're Margaret Cho and they hired you to be a mass singer, she was one of the mass singers. Uh, you, you, you commit to like a month of, of, of like, I can't say anything to anybody and they drive you up to the back of the theater and you know, you got to sneak in under like a, a sheet and put on your outfit and go out and sing. And then, and, and then you got to go out so you can never expose yourself to the public. Do they do more than one celebrity per like episode? Is it like, as far as I know? Yes. I mean, I was kind of fast forwarding through it, but as far as I know, I think three people come out and sing and, and, and then at the end they, they release the, the, the I know we're a little, we're a little behind on this. I know yeah. a lot of people have spoken about it, but They're I just not. wanted to say my piece on, yeah. on the mass singer, uh, because that's, that's, uh, that story. Um, now, there was there was some other things I wanted to discuss. Oh yeah, the other, getting back to what I was saying about about people leaving the house on Amazon and how it's ruining the world. So this week, while I was in uh, New York, I was talking. I, I I was there for a long time, and I, I had things to do. But otherwise, I, I had a lot of free time. So I was I was meeting up with some friends and having dinners and lunches and. And even at people after in between shows, while Heather McDonald is on, I have plenty of time to just sit and. And chat. So I was at the bar of Caroline's and some people would come out and, and chat with me. And I had like five different people, young girls, who, some who I know, some who I don't know, who were telling me how difficult dating is in New York City these days. Like, and then they were telling me specific stories on how horrific like Bumble and, and, and Tinder and like that world we're all in these days. Where'd you meet your girlfriend? Uh, we actually, we did meet on Tinder. You did meet on uh, Tinder. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. they go. And, and, and I, yeah, I've met many people and on Bumble and Tinder as well. Friends of mine. And, and it was at the time I'm going back a few years. I'm not, I'm out of that world now, but I'm, it was, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. It was fun. I'm hearing now, I don't know if it's gotten worse or these people are worse, but this is, goes back to what I'm saying about you need to leave the house. You need to get out. You need to, because here's what's happening. We're all Amazoning tied to the house. We're all just scrolling through pictures. And, and then, so the guy and the girl, but mostly the guy, he doesn't have to work anymore. No work. If you're a relatively good looking guy who puts up, you know, a couple of good looking pictures of yourself on a Bumble or a Tinder and the girl scrolls through, and you connect however you do. Like in the case of Bumble, the girl has to connect to yeah. you first. In the case of Tinder, it's just fucking the Wild it's West. free for Everybody all. just go nuts. Yeah. And then you say, meet me here. How do you? How did you do it? Now, now in the case of you, now you, you guys are poor people. So, you know, you just, <laughs> you meet at, well, like a, what, a hometown buffet? Bar. Just yeah, a bar. Just a yeah. bar. Okay. You get coffee. That's what all the bad guys uh, are doing. That, yeah. That's, Heather, a, that's uh, all the complaints I hear. Yeah. Oh, you just want to buy me coffee? But like a daytime mean, coffee date? Like daytime. Yeah. It's like, let's okay, meet in okay, public let me, and let make me just sure stop, you're let not. Me just, now, as a guy who's, now, 
I, I, I used to, I mean, I was never like a dater, like, a, like, let's go on a date and meet and, and say hello and, and go to a movie. And then da, 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 da. I mean, back when I, I was bartending for many years and then I became like a, like a, you know, celebrity kind of a little bit from, so listen, getting laid for me was easy. I was in two worlds where just like it's fish in a barrel, not, not sounding like an asshole, but it is. It's just like being a stand-up comedian. You could get laid. It's not hard as a stand-up comedian, especially if you're a halfway decent-looking stand-up comedian like myself, whose clothes fit. You know, like that's all it takes. The fact that I know how to fucking wear a pair of pants, where most assholes, trust me, if you're in the stand-up comedy world, it's unbelievable what you see. Not only kind of stand-up comedy, all of it. If I tell the guys out there, just go to a guy to tell you how to put on a shirt and, and get your shirt tailored a little bit for an extra five bucks and the pussy will flow. Trust me. A tailored shirt. That's all. It's very simple. Anyway, New York city, they seem to have their shit going on. Like as far as that goes. So, uh, what I, what, what I was saying was, um, it, it, it's just, it's just, this is all part of, of, of the fall of Western civilization. This is how we, where we, we are the, becoming the dinosaurs. They still dress nice though in like New York. Cause out here you see sure. people go to dates and they're wearing like sweatpants. I know. I, mean, but I think we talked about that's, this. But. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's, that's the way the world works. Not girls. I mean, I, listen, I, in the juicy scoop world that I'm in, you know, like we, when I do the live shows with Heather and people come to my live shows, th- these people, everyone's got their shit together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, a girl, I know people get mad when I say girls, women, ladies, whatever. Just look, they got their shit together. It's all fine. But I can't. So the guy, you know, the guy doesn't have to work hard anymore. So, of course, he's going to just come to the bar where that's where you met your girlfriend. And he, he, he just wants to get laid. Like I had a friend who's telling me. And then he came over to my house. And she cooked dinner for the guy or something. And uh, came over to my house. I cooked dinner. She goes, yeah, I fucked him, and he left. I'm like, well, no shit. I mean, what do you think was going to happen? This guy, he's going to do the same thing tomorrow to another girl. Oh, you mean the guy on Tinder wasn't... Yeah, like, like but but I know people meet on these things, and, and it is a way to to connect, and it is easy and fun, but anyway, so that's my story on, on all of it. Um, I just think the Amazons, and, and, the, and I feel bad. Like, I'm, I'm talking, like, good-looking... Uh, um, a women who friends of mine who not only uh, not not only that attractiveness aside they have everything going on for them they have good jobs they're d- decent people they're smart they got it all going and they uh, they just can't find anything and it's crazy to me like all of you who have found your man or woman fucking hold on tight you do not want to be back out in this world. I don't think uh, it looks terrible, and all for what? Like, ultimately, we've all seen the tits and the pussies and the dicks and the assholes, and, and they're all like I said last week. They're all relatively the same. Like everybody's doing the same, you know, sexual rehearsed mambo. Every, you know, you suck this and fuck this and lick that and spit in that and these choke this and. So we all did. As a society, we've elevated. That's what I'm saying. We all, it's all going to be variations of the same shit, you know? Like, is this guy going to do anything more amazing than that guy? Or this girl going to do anything more amazing than that? It just, no, forget all that. Forget, because every, in the end, we're all just sticking our dicks and and, and, and tits and in the same places with everybody. So you got to get to the point where you can hang out with a guy at D- Target. You know, that's the reality of the situation. Like, cause that's the most of your life is going to be at Target or 
putting together a fucking dresser at Ikea. That's most of your life. So you find the man or woman who who isn't going to drive you fucking nuts putting a little dowel into a dresser for, from Ikea, then you're good. As far as spitting, each, spitting on each other's faces and whatever people do, in, in by today's standards, I feel like everything's been, the ante has been upped. I don't know if it's the access to porn that has made now everybody want to choke each other. Well, I think there's education now, is, something to watch. Is that like, what it is? Yeah. Because there's a lot of spitting and choking and, and, uh, and, and, and just gagging. I think uh, we're more open to, we talk about it and you'd be surprised what people are willing to do for you. If you just say like, Hey, I know it seems weird, but this, they'd be like, yeah, I okay. got you. Okay. You so, know? so whatever. I think I, we're open. It's all good. Hey, I'm, yeah. I am all for, I'm all about it. But eventually all that goes away. There's only so much spitting you can do before you're like, all right, then we, we've been in this for two years now. Stop spitting. Everybody stop spitting. Not enough with the spit. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, th- that was I just that was my takeaway from my time in New York. I thought it was very interesting how uh, a lot of people were telling me about how difficult the dating is in in, in New York um, and everywhere, every city, I guess, not just not just New York, everywhere. So hold on tight, hold on tight to uh, it, as, as Valentine's Day. By the time this airs, I think it, it, it will air on Valentine's Day. Celebrate the one you you are with. Enjoy your lives. Have a good time with them. Because trust me, there's going to be ups and downs, right? It, we're all going to have, ah, this guy fucking bugs me or this girl's not driving me nuts. But if you have, if you have, you know, let's say we have, you, you want 10 things. Put that on a piece of paper. These are the 10 things I want in life out of my partner or I was going to say lover and there's no worse way to call. You ever have somebody, lover? You ever have somebody introduce them, their, their significant other as their lover? Oh, it's so it's worse than partner. It's the, it, well, partner's pretty bad too, but lover's like, what, what now, now you like, you've almost involved me yeah. as just a, a guy at the party. Now I'm involved in some weird, now I'm going to watch you guys cult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like I don't want to, I don't need to know. You're because uh, immediately once I say lover, you're like, oh, well, now oh. I just immediately am, uh, uh, I'm, I'm intruding. Of, I'm thinking of you, yeah. you fucking each other. Yeah. Now. No, 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 I don't want to know it. I don't want to know anything about it. Uh, anyway, so that's it. Celebrate. Go out and have fun on Valentine's Day. I know this will be on Valentine's Day, Thursday, right? Thursday, Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah. So this will be released on Valentine's Day. So I hope all of you go out. Don't go. Here's what you don't do. I will be, uh, by the way, in Phoenix, Arizona at the House of Comedy on Valentine's Day. And I hope all of you who live in the Phoenix area will come to my shows uh, because I am there Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So what you'll do is some of you will come on Thursday and you put on nice outfits and your Van Hughes and button up shirts that you get at Macy's because your wife told you to go get a new shirt. And you get that real sad Van Hughes and bright blue a button-up shirt that fits horrible. And then you get a tie that uh, monochromatically fits with it, like um, Regis Philbin used to wear on uh, on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> it's also blue. And you'll look like a kid who's going to like his concert. Remember they used to do like a, in, in elementary school, you used to do like a Christmas concert. Oh, yeah, and, you used yeah. to have, and the kid had to dress up. So you'd go get him a shirt at Macy's, a Van Heusen shirt and, you, and a matching tie. And so don't look like that. Um, and then you go out to a restaurant. You'll do this on Valentine's Day. As a guy who worked in restaurants for 12 years, here's what you do. Don't go on February 14th. Do not go on, Fe- go on February 13th or go on February 15th. Dude, don't you dare make your wife or husband suffer th- or girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever you are with suffer through 
that because you're going to have to wait fucking an hour and a half to go anywhere. It's amateur night. It's awful. Except for the comedy club. Come to the comedy club. I'm telling you, it's yeah. a great place to have a good time. You're going to laugh. So in the case of a house of comedy in Arizona where I'm performing, it's got very good food. Sit down, fucking relax, enjoy. I'll handle it. I'll make, you'll have a good time. Everyone's laughing. Pussy juices are flowing. I don't, I'm sorry. That was way too far. That's, that was the real Chris French. I talk uh, in real life to my real friends. Uh, we say things like that, but I can't. Yes. I can't, I can't expose the real Chris Behind Frangiola. the curtain. Yes. I can't expose the real Chris Frangiola to, uh, to America or all over the world, Australia and Canada and whoever else listens to this. So that's it. Have fun. Go out and have fun. Come to comedy club. Uh, and, or come on Friday and Saturday, also a house of comedy in, uh, in Phoenix. I will be there. So if you, if the, the love continues after Thursday, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, I'll be, uh, there as well. Then I head to Canada. People of Canada, please come to go see, see me at uh comic strip, uh, in, uh, in the West Edmonton mall. I'm there, uh, the week after West Edmonton Mall comic strip. I would love to see you there at that one. And then after that, on and on and on and on and tons more. Down in San Diego, I'm doing some stuff and uh, like a one night thing at a bar show that I love down there. Which which show? You know the one Red? Uh, Red? Red? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that place is great, yeah. man. I love that dude who runs it. And I, I have so much fun that every time I do that show, I'm doing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, Red's? It's called Red's? So, yeah, it's... Yeah, Red's yeah. comedy show. If they you, actually built a new room for it. It's really cool. Down in Pacific Beach, uh, California, which is cool. Anyway, that's it. Go out. I think we covered... Uh, let me tell you what happened today. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, as I often am here. What happened today was I normally get the New York Post at the 7-Eleven. It's only one that sells it on my way to um, to to come here. And today they were out. They didn't have any New York Posts. And I asked the guy behind the counter who, you know, is an Indian guy who barely speaks. Anything. He had no idea what I was talking about. I said, you have New York Post? He goes, New York. I love New York. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. He thought I was like, do you, how do you, like, as if I would say to him, how do you like New York? You want to go to New York? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was not getting it at all. Um, but they were out of the New York Post. So uh, I kind of just winged it. I, I want to talk about the Bezos story. And it was a little bit of winging it on the Bezos story and the Grammys and, and whatever else. We wunged it and we did it. Thank you very much. Happy Valentine's Day, all of you. Thank you for listening to the Cover to Cover podcast. Keep spreading the word. Great to see you all at the live shows. Please come up, take pictures, hugs, and call me ugly right to my face as you seem to want to do. And uh, I don't care. As long as you come to the show, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And it's free. I don't give a shit. I'll hang out with all of you for absolutely nothing. Thank you. Goodbye. Love you all. Thank you, Alex. Alex, how'd you feel today? He got got in. Alex has been becoming more and more of a quality entertainer. Thank you, Alex, for your (laughs) contributions. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.